happy right now, right? Because guess what? You know, my shows have developed and because there were no expectations right now, I'm proud to be still sitting here and bringing you guys the counselor. All right, so false expectations. Christian women step into dating situation expecting the man to sound like their pastor or Christian men in their front and follow in their footsteps. So there's a, there are expectations are even false that some of these pastors who didn't follow Christian dating themselves, okay, all of a sudden now are experts in trying to help you learn how to date. All right. If you have not experienced it, you can't sit there and tell us if you hit it, Bishop. Okay. Before y'all got married or assistant pastor, y'all did something that y'all wasn't supposed to do. That's fine. Okay. But don't sit there and tell and act like we don't know and that we can't do it. It doesn't happen that you're inhuman. All right. So when you're giving these people these expectations, and this is all for all teachers and leaders, start teaching about dating. When I think about the counselor, I think about all the things that we have questions for, right? Many of us have questions about our lives, our situations, marriages, our, our jobs, our employment, our children and so forth. When I think about that and you say, Hey, who can I talk to? Why not the counselor? The counselor is here. He's here for you. So call the counselor 10 to two, the counselor. The counselor. All right. Welcome to the counselor. And I am your host, Sheldon Stovall. So today we're going to be discussing suicide among teens uh often referred to as teen suicide uh we're going to talk about some symptoms that parents and peers can recognize and also talk about some treatment opportunities so uh stay with us for this series uh, so how do i know if my teenager is mentally ill right so um they you you start seeing physical um changes right so weight loss or appetite changes so they're not eating uh, what they would regularly eat, right? Chicken nugget, french fries, you know, one of the main things that they all eat, right? Skipping meals, you're calling them down to eat and they're saying, oh, I already ate or oh, I'm not hungry, right? So you're hearing these, you know, excuses almost every night of why they're not ready to eat, right? Or the opposite, hoarding food. Right. So I'm going to tell you guys a secret hiding place in the ceiling. Check in the ceiling because sometimes these kids are hoarding junk food and uh, we never think about looking in the drop ceiling. Right. Or under the mattress or inside the pillow or in the sock drawer um, where all those hitting snacks snacks are. Uh, and rapid changes in weight could be a sign of an eating disorder. So if there's all of a sudden, you know, you start seeing physical changes with your child you know, food is becoming an issue where it wasn't before. Uh, these are things we might want to start looking at, all right? Um, extreme moodiness. And depression is often characterized by weight changes as well. And we're going to start concentrating on some of the symptoms of depression in a moment. All right, so extreme moodiness, excessive anger. So 
in some households, some kids, I mean, they're allowed to yell at their parents when they're upset or they, you know, express themselves. And that's some cultures. And in other cultures, children aren't allowed to express themselves, right? So in that setting, if your child changes, they go from expressing themselves vividly and to all of a sudden, you know, not wanting to respond to even go clean your room or you're grounded. That's something to look at, right? There could be some signs of depression, okay? Or the opposite, right? Your child's never really talked back. Your child's never really been disrespectful to mom or dad, right? Or either parent, right? And all of a sudden, it's the every other curse word coming out of their mouth. And that I hate you. You know, don't you hate that at the end when they say, I hate you, right? So when these things start coming out, that's something to look at, right? Um, unexpected weeping. Right. So those of us who've had daughters and even some sons, but, you know, we, we notice that they're crying in their room a lot. Right. And they're upset about certain things. Any little thing happened. Oh, my God, I missed the store and start bawling. Uh, things like that. I missed a phone call. Oh, my goodness. I didn't see this text and start crying. Uh, so, so things like that. So when you're seeing unexpected weeping and you're looking like. I'm sorry, you missed a phone call and you're crying for that. All right, so uh, high levels of irrita irritability can be a sign of mental illness as well. So if you start noticing that the kids are becoming more irritable, like, you know, even with each other, each other right? Right, when uh, the kids start fighting with each other more, um, these are signs that there could be a mental illness going on. So in America, 1.3 million adults 18 and older commit suicide in one year with 1. million making plans to commit suicide, right? So what was looked over is the fact that the people that already committed suicide, they initially had a plan. And we're going to look at that more often. And usually, like I said, if there is a high alert of suicide, you know, as a counselor or counselors or therapists, psychiatrists, they're going to start asking questions. And one of the questions they're going to ask is do you have a plan? Because usually people will tell you if they do, right? I'm going to go ahead and get this uh, belt and, you know, do something with it or, you know, they'll let you know their plan, right? So in that case, what do you do? All right, so you're going to call 911. You're going to call emergency services. You're going to get some help immediately, right? So it's very important to start taking these things seriously, especially when, the teens are saying things or if their emotions are so high that they can't control their anger, right? So it's important that we start working with our teens, all right? So uh, looking at younger teenagers, suicide is a third leading cause of death in individuals age from 10 to 14, right? So we are we seeing some of these things online. I think recently there was a young man who took his own life, um, because he was being picked on in school. People were sending nasty texts to him. They were talking about him. I mean, the bullies, yes, they're expand, uh, suspending the bullies, but, it, you know, sometimes they get to him a little bit too late, right? And so this is very important to be looking at what's going on in schools, looking at the friends that we're hanging out with, right? Looking at what's happening, right? There are reactions, right? We have, we have to start paying more attention to what's happening with our children. Cause again, 
The reason why the counselor exists right now is because we're losing too many of our children, right? They're going, these graves are filling out um, and it's starting at 18, right? So we want to start working on how we can make these changes, right? How can we start noticing what happens, right? So parents, we need you guys to start paying more attention to what's happening at home as well. All right, males and females are known to have different suicidal tendencies. So we'll even notice that males will be, you know, their intentions or their thoughts are different, you know, when it comes to suicide than females, right? So these are things we're going to look into more as well, like self-harm, things like that. All right, so just pop quiz. What percentage of teens have depression? So we took a poll. Uh, about 20% of all teens experience depression before they reach adulthood between 10 to 15% suffer from symptoms at any time, right? So some of these children, and that's a high number, and that's especially for uh, the country. These are statistics, uh, nationwide statistics. And that's a high number that these people are, or these young people are experiencing this degree of depression where they're feeling like they want to take their own lives. All right. So I want to pause and say that if you or someone, you know, is feeling um, in any kind of way that you feel like, you know, some of these symptoms are happening to your child or even yourself or one of your friends, I want you to give us a call. The number is on, on the bottom of the screen. Uh, you can email us at promo at the counselor.live or you can slide up in my DMs. So symptoms of teen depression. What are some of the common symptoms of depression in adolescence? So we're thinking feelings of sadness. So that's one of the, the main ones. Use it, you're going to notice there, again, physical presence, right? Uh, so that could include crying spells, like just crying for no reason. Um, frustration. Um, they're frustrated with their homework. They're frustrated with you asking them to take out the trash. They're frustrated because they have to go to bed for school. I mean, these sides, like when it becomes feelings of anger, like over small matters. And kids, we want you guys to start thinking about, we say, we as adults say, pick your battle. Sometimes you guys don't need to give your parents a hard time every day. Right. Sometimes you need to take a break or give them a break. Right. Giving your parents a hard time every day. They get up, they go to school. I mean, they go to work or whatever they need to do. They get make sure you have food, place to live, things that you need. There's so many children out there that do not have any money, have any access to any warm meals. All right. All right. They experience feelings of hopelessness or emptiness. They don't have those benefits that you guys have to even sit here and watch the counselor on YouTube with Wi-Fi, right? So kids, I want you guys to start thinking about your behavior, even towards your parents, right? So that when you do start getting irritated or feeling agitated, maybe that's something that you might need help with, right? And that's what a counselor is for, okay? So when you're irritable or annoyed, um, you start having loss of pleasure or interest into your usual activities. So if you're noticing that your son used to play football and baseball and basketball, and now he doesn't want to do anything but lay in the bed all day, uh, that could be a sign, right? 
Um, if he's, they're sleeping way too much, oversleeping, that could be a symptom, right? So you want to start looking at what's happening and start asking questions. Well, why don't you want to play do ballet anymore? You know, why don't you want to play football anymore, right? These are conversations that you have with your growing children. Also, low self-esteem. So if you notice that their self-esteem is changing a bit, like they're asking questions, they're worried about what they're buying at the store, more concerned how it looks on them, uh, they're in the uh, fitting room crying, right, um, on the phone crying about their body. If you hear it, I mean, I know I used to go to my daughter's door and listen for a few minutes to see what's going on. You know, go by and listen for a second. You know, it's your house, right? Um, you know, all in fairness, but go listen sometimes. You know, listen to see what's going on, right, especially if they're not telling you. So what are the main causes of teen depression? So I want to... Parents, I want you to listen to some of these. Abuse, okay? Physical abuse. And however you want to call it, spanking, um, physical assault, um, child abuse, whatever people want to refer to it as, right? Um, when you're physically harming someone, okay, that can't defend themselves because you're their parent, right? Um, it's not a spanking anymore. It's, it's more of abuse, right? So uh, hitting someone out of anger because, you know, they need a whipping or a spanking, that's where the abuse comes in. So I, I want to explain that because I know that there are some religions and some, you know, Christian organizations that use that scripture of sparing the rod and all these things, and I get that. Um, but it doesn't say to harm someone. So we call it abuse because there's a difference between discipline and physically harming someone, even if it's your own child. Okay. So, you know, you have to realize that your child's behavior is going to be changed after a while and they're going to become depressed. And yes, you might have gotten beaten and spanked and all these things, and you came out okay, and that's you. But your child may not have those same genes. They might have gotten it from the other side of the family where their bodies would relate to that as physical abuse. So it wouldn't be, be a spanking with love. It would be more of you're beating that child, and you're angry while you're doing it. That's the other thing, being angry, all right? Then we have sexual abuse, right? It happens every day. Uh, parents, you need to start figuring out where your children are, okay? Find out where your children are. And I said this before, you can go to Target. They have tracking devices. It comes in a pack of three. You can drop one of them in the backpack and you're okay or put it in the shoe or somewhere in the barrette or on the necklace or something, Either way, start finding out where your children are, okay? If you know where they are, then you know they're not being sexually abused. I'm going to say that again. If you know where your children are, then you'll know that they're not being sexually abused or emotion abuse, right? That can make you vulnerable to depression later on in life. 
So when you're always telling your kid that you're stupid, you're not going to amount to anything, right? Um, you're dumb. Hitting them in their head all the time. Stop hitting your kids in the head. Their brain is in there. You're, you're literally just rupturing their brain. Smack it. I see so many people just smacking their little kid's head around. Come on. Like, literally, if you ever seen those cartoons where the eyes are spinning around, that's what's going on inside the head. All right, enough of that. Physical abuse. Enough. Right? Parents, stop. Find another way. Find another way. All right. People who are elderly are at risk of depression. Certain medications, right, they might conflict with, you know, their daily life, their daily activity, and it'll take some time. So you have to work with your doctor on these medications that some of you guys are taking, right? Because if you're having some emotional changes, and if you, you know, you read some of the symptoms, it'll say that mood changes, talk to your doctor about it, right? So even medications may cause mood changes, right? And could be at risk for depression. All right. What percentage of high schoolers have depression between 20 to 30% adolescents report symptoms of depression? Well, depression once was considered an adult affliction. The mean age of onset of depression today is at 15. So almost 9% of high school students have attempted suicide in the past year. So we were looking back at some of the stats of even 2021, right? This is still going on. This needs to be addressed today, right? We're already in March. Uh, spring is here. We look around the house and make sure your children are here, right? We need to start paying attention to what's going on with our children, all right? What is the leading cause of teenage depression? So there are many factors, like the increase, increasing the risk of developing teen depression, like having issues that negatively, negatively impact their self-esteem, such as obesity, right? Um, long-term problems like bullying or academic problems, right? So there's quite a bit of these um, symptoms that we're going to talk about, but the first one we're going to deal with is obesity, Childhood obesity, right? That seems to be something that children, when they are bullying, right, uh, in school or around in a neighborhood, if someone is um, larger size than they are, they, can, they start calling them names. And we talked about body image. And if you haven't seen our body image uh, series, please take a look at it. It's one of our most popular ones yet. Um, we talk about body image and even with teens and sit down with your kids and start talking about these things, right? It's very important that we start examining what's going on. All right. So childhood obesity is coming up next. All right. So click on the next video and, and if you need or find some reason that this subject matter is um, touching you in any kind of way and you would like to talk with some about it, please give us a call. You can call me at 413-370-9937. You can email me at promo at the counselor live, or you can slide up in my DMs. The
when I think about the counselor, I think about all the things that we have questions for, right? Many of us have questions about our lives, our situations, marriages, our, our jobs, our employment, our children, and so forth. When I think about that, and you say, hey, who can I talk to? Why not the counselor? The counselor is here. He's here for you. So call the counselor. 10 to 2, the counselor.